0: Hello everyone and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters podcast, season 2, episode number 4. Tegan, how are you doing today?
1: Doing pretty good, even though my house looks like it could be on Hoth right now.
0: Yeah, we, we've got a lot of that white stuff around here. For sure. So, uh, welcome everybody to our episode today. We're going to talk, uh, well actually we have a special interview with the, with the guy that set up uh, the Foundry, uh, the Star Wars 5e Foundry project. Uh, basically got that off the ground to bring some developers on to get this uh, system, Star Wars 5e, into that Foundry virtual tabletop. So we'll talk about that a little bit later and then go into that interview. Uh, it was great to talk with them. So, of course, uh, check us out, DungeonJediMasters.com for all of our content, Uh, this podcast, our YouTube channel, uh, Instagram, Uh, talk to us on Twitter, Uh, follow our live streams on Twitch. And, of course, if you'd like to support us, uh, this podcast and other things, uh, check us out on Patreon. Uh, Of course, Patreon. Our Patreon members get uh, content, exclusive content, including custom NPCs. Uh, we are doing a connected adventure this year. So we've just released the first part of that, and we'll have more of that uh, every other month. And uh, some other goodies, including our new Tier 3 we're running a play by post so if you haven't seen that yet in the dungeon jedi master discord that has been going so the role play channel is open to the public so it's very cool for everyone to be able to see that story and um we've got four characters right now hoping to maybe add a few more but it's been good so far
1: yeah i've enjoyed it so far and uh by the time this releases it'll probably be in are about to be in their first fight. So uh, you may get to see some cool... Uh, see the characters actually uh, come up against a little bit of a challenge. So check it out. Uh, it should be pretty fun to watch, even if you don't want to play along.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's Play-by-post is a great format. Maybe we'll throw that on our schedule down the road of a podcast episode, just kind of talk about that, some of the tools out there for that. But uh, it's fun it, and a uh, good group so far, for sure. Uh, still talking about those Patreons, we do have... Uh, a, huge handful of new Patreons since our last podcast, which is awesome. So thank you to all of our existing Patreons and uh, those that are adding to that group. In tier two, we have Gray Scriber, Troy, Bill, Jawa, uh, Kavery, uh, Matt, Stephen, and Harvey. So all of our tier two members. Thank you very much. And then we have three new tier three members, Sam, Aaron and RJH, so they will be able to join that play by post if they would like, uh, which would be great. Uh, We definitely have the intention to, you know, open that up to as many people as we can kind of manage. If we have to split the groups or whatever, we will figure that out, but we definitely want to, you know, have anyone in that we can. One last thing for Patreon for today's episode uh, is is kind of our, we like to do a little mid-month freebie, and to go along with our episode today, Uh, We're putting together some role tables uh, within Foundry. And uh, for anyone that is familiar with it, you're able to import and export those tables. So uh, we're going to create a few simple tables and then have those in the uh, import file that you need. So you can just pull them in and stuff like simple stuff like cantina names. We've got some uh, loot things. Just a few little fun things for you guys to add to your game in that virtual tabletop. So uh, let's see. I think that's everything on our end, Tegan. Uh, theres uh, we've, we've got uh, some new Star Wars 5e content out there, a couple archetypes, uh, one for the operative and the scholar. If you want to tell us about that uh, first one, let's go over that uh, operative archetype.
1: Yeah, so this was a pretty sweet one, Um, especially if you wanted to do a a multi-class operative. This could be a good way to go or if you want to do a straight uh, straight operative, Uh, but it's called the pugnacity practice. Nice thing with this is you get the tools of the trade ability, uh, which gives you proficiency in medium armor and martial viable weapons. Nice thing if you're already proficient in medium medium armor, it gives you heavy armor too. Uh, My favorite thing with this one is why I think it's a cool feature for multi-classing is it allows you to put sneak attack damage on any weapon uh, as long as it doesn't have the heavier specialty properties. So if you're running a fighter, even a berserker, uh, and want to get a little extra sneak attack damage, this could be a good way to do so without having to sacrifice your weapon. Uh, the other cool thing about it too, especially if you're going to be kind of up close or away from uh, your other crew, uh, as long as you're within five feet of a creature and there's no other creatures uh, other than your target within five feet of you, uh, you can just do sneak attack damage. Uh, so this can be a good one, especially if you're going to be the the tank or this thing up front or out away from a lot of your party, because uh, your party would count within that five feet of you. Uh, this can be a good way to get sneak attack pretty much every turn. Uh, other cool things with this one, uh, they get some cool uh, different ways they can use their sneak attack. So pretty similar to a lot of the other operative classes. Uh, they get a demoralizing attack, diverting. So pretty similar uh, to some of the different maneuvers you can do as a fighter. So just give you a little bit more versatility. Uh, but my one of the things that really stood out to me with this class, so is what they get at level 9, uh, they actually get extra attack. Uh, so most operatives never really get that unless they multi-class, but if you stick with this one to nine, you'll be able to get that. Uh, and then the cool thing with this too, especially if you're going up against some grunts or people with smaller HP, uh, is you're actually able to divide up your sneak attack between your attacks. Uh, so you don't have to roll your whole sneak attack die on that first hit. You can kind of split them up uh, and use them where you want to. Uh, so this is definitely a cool one to work with. Uh, it can open up some cool build ideas for operatives or a little bit more martial, or even if you just want to get a cool multi-class going, too.
0: Very nice. Yeah, another good addition there to the uh, operative class, uh, great class in general. So, great. Uh, so, yeah, there's one more uh, out uh, over these past two weeks, and that is for the scholar, uh, the Occultist Pursuit. Uh, So this is essentially uh, those practitioners of, you know, mystical arts, uh, shamans to sorcerers, uh, builds like that. So if you want to get into, you know, harnessing magics uh, and to, you know, to kind of bewitch and control your enemies, uh, this is going to be what you want to look at. And that scholar class already has a lot of those great uh, features with the critical analysis and whatnot. Uh, So off the bat at level three, Uh, When you utilize the main feature, Rancor's Disposition, it's called, um, you can actually substitute your Wisdom or Charisma instead of Intelligence. So I think generally the Scholar is the Intelligence-based, so this allows you to switch that, which is nice. I think this goes well with the theme. Uh, So if you maybe also want to get into some uh, Force Casting or whatnot, uh, obviously Wisdom and Charisma are those main stats for that. So good adjustment there. Uh, the next feature at level three is Curse of objurgation, And that is, uh, when a target, when you target your creature, a creature with your critical analysis, you can choose an ability and that a creature has disadvantage on ability checks with that. So definitely very useful there in managing your enemies and whatnot. Uh, there's lots of great, uh, additional maneuvers here that all fit on theme with the use of, of the magics and sorcery and things like that. Uh, there was one that was if uh, you can uh, attempt to siphon life and essentially gain some expended hit die back, which is nice. Uh, reverse Curse, that will, uh, if, if an enemy is attempting to charm or frighten you or an ally, you can attempt to flip that around. So uh, throw back at him, that's pretty awesome. There's a lot of great maneuvers there uh, to that archetype. And one other thing to touch on is uh, the sixth level feature is Heightened Hex. Uh, when you use the Curse of Objurgation feature, uh, each time the cursed creature deals damage uh, to you or an ally, that creature takes psychic damage uh, equal to your intelligence, to twice your intelligence modifier. So definitely throws it back at them, uh, you know, if they're going to use that. And I think, uh, you know, that's just a good, you know, even as a DM, I think that's features like that are great to pay attention to, Uh, you know, how are characters going to react to that? How are, you know, enemies going to react to that if they realize, oh, hey, I'm hurting myself by attacking this person, I should probably adjust. So definitely a good, uh, good piece in an encounter to, to pay attention to. But that's the uh, Occultist Pursuit. Check that out for those fans of the Scholar class. Uh, Yeah, or both uh, two new good additions there.
1: For sure, definitely add some more build options and some unique aspects because uh, both of them play a little bit different than their core core class, so it just kind of opens up some new builds that may not have been possible before.
0: So I think that's uh, everything on our end uh, in Star Wars 5e new content stuff, so we can kind of get into the main subject here, uh, talking about Foundry. Uh, first off, I do want to mention that we are doing a uh, another Foundry, or a Council one-shot In Foundry. So, we're going to kind of do a show and tell, if you will, uh, this Friday, uh, February 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch, uh, Todd Moonbounce on Twitch. And uh, I will be DMing. Tegan, you'll be there, uh, playing with along with three other of our members from the council, Drake, Heresy, and Zed. So it'd be good to have all of you guys uh, there for that. And we're gonna stumble through Foundry um, and, and just kind of figure that out and and do what we can to show you guys uh, show you guys a product. For anyone that has not gotten in there to see what it does, um, what's what the team has done. To put uh, put Star Wars Five E into Foundry is awesome. It's it's uh, you know super easy to use uh, once you get into it, uh, especially like character building. Um, Tegan, I know you've done a little bit uh, of that for your character here. What's been your initial uh, initial impression?
1: Yeah, it's pretty sleek. Uh, that's probably like my biggest initial impression. Just it look, it looks nice. I'll say so. It's uh, got a cool interface. Uh, I liked how they were able to pull some of the class and PHB stuff in there, so you can just kind of Take a look at it right in the system versus having to have a separate web page yet. Uh, so that's uh, that's been it's been cool to work with so far. Uh, it definitely looks like kind of the biggest features. It just looks very visually appealing uh, for the tabletop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean that that side of things it's it's done very well um, functionality wise. So I have uh, so this will be your, the first time you're using the platform. I know um, I've been in it for a little bit. I'm using mostly. I'm in it for a different system. Um, but uh, I've, I've just kind of played around with the Star Wars 5e system in there. Um, and this will be my first uh, first session with that system. So we'll, you know, see how that goes. But just my impressions overall, um, you know, I think it has a lot to offer. Uh, as you said, it looks very good. The usability, the compendium, you know, that's that's one thing that everyone asks with Roll20 is, you know, can we get a compendium like traditional 5e, have that drag and drop? And obviously there's, there's reasons that that can't easily be done on Roll20. But given Foundry is essentially open source, that's you know doable, and it's it's there. Um, you know, build a character, you just drag your options over, and it populates, and you have the information there. And you know, a lot of that stuff too is, I mean, they're still working on this, but the automation is getting there too. You know, if you drag a a blaster pistol, it's going to start setting that stuff up to say. I mean, you could almost just drag it over and then click, and it's going to be good to go because it knows generally. That's a martial, you know, that's a you know dexterity based weapon, etc., and pull all that stuff. So that's a one little aspect that's super cool. Um, as a DM, uh, there's some features in there that are super nice. Uh, there's there's a little feature in there in so Foundry. Um, a lot of the little features or things, are, they're called modules, and it's like an add-on uh, to the base program. So if you want uh, like the fancy dice or you want you know, your, your chat rules to look a certain way or this or that, uh, you have to get these modules. Um, which is another great aspect of Foundry is, is just you know, how much the, the fan base can develop for the program. Uh, develop what you need for it. But there's this token bar thing that pops up when you click a token, and it, sh- it basically is a header for all their main categories, like their um, ability checks, their weapon attacks, etc. So as a DM, you don't have to have 10 windows open anymore, like in uh, Roll20. You just click on the token, quick access their attack, click it, and go. No more of this, you know, and each token token's going to save its information. So that's one piece that's, you know, I, I love personally.
1: If it has some cool functionality, would it It'd be kind of fun to see it this Friday?
0: Yeah, and um, you know the the only other thing I'd say uh, a you know a criticism of it right now is is that it's it's still pretty young. I would say overall, both Foundry itself, and then of course um, you know I think a little bit of the work they're they're catching up with Star Wars Five E. But all the problem with that is is that things are changing you know, so anyone that's been part of the Star Wars 5e system, you know, definitely knows how that goes. And so that's the only, you know, criticism, criticism I have now, but that's going to go away eventually, things will stabilize, the development will slow down immensely. And, you know, things will not always change. So because I, you know, there's constant worry that I got to go update the thing, and that's going to break something else. And, you know, if you're in the middle of a campaign or whatnot, you don't really want to have that going on. So, yeah, I mean, we're I'm definitely looking forward to that uh, this Friday, getting into there to to play around and, and show you guys how that goes. So, but anyway, uh, I had I spoke with Caleb, who who basically came in and said I want to play, um, as he says in the interview here, uh, I want to play Star Wars D and D. Found it, and then he was on Foundry. He liked that platform and. He just said, "All right, I'm going to start this project. Uh, you know, gain some interest, and developers came on, and um, you know they start building that up, and you know we have what we have today. So it's very awesome. So I'm going to drop that in here uh, as I talk with Caleb and kind of the journey of uh, creating this project and and where it's going from there. So. All right, everyone. Uh, I'm glad to have Caleb here with us, uh, known on the interwebs as Cakeman89, uh, member of the Star Wars Wars 5e Foundry development team. Uh, How are you doing, Caleb?
2: I'm doing good, Todd. Doing good. Thank you for asking.
0: Yeah, glad to have you here with us today uh, for the podcast. So we've talked a little bit about about the uh, Foundry Virtual Tabletop, Tegan and I, and uh, we wanted to bring you on here as uh, you know the founder of the project and getting that up and running uh, for this pretty cool system. Um, I'm pretty new to Foundry myself. Uh, I've been into it, I don't know, I, you know, maybe a month or two at this point. Um, but uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's got a lot to offer, and I'm um, still getting in there, so. You know, really excited to to get into this and, and talk to you about that
2: yeah absolutely i agree it's, it's got a lot of different features and that's that's what really drew me to it in the first place
0: yeah so uh, first off you know tell us a little bit about yourself in regards to you know tabletops and whatnot uh, how long have you been uh, you know involved with tabletops and then what got you into star wars 5e
2: well, uh, I actually was into tabletop card games originally, and I was having uh, people over like every week, every other week. Uh, but starting in 2020, you know, COVID happened, so uh, we couldn't really get together as much. So I, I was kind of missing out on a lot of social <laughs> games. And uh, a friend of mine at work actually was at that time looking for uh, to become a professional. DM and mentioned that, oh, I'm sure they have a Star Wars version of D&D and so I started looking and I found, of course, SW5E and uh, shortly after that I was looking into virtual tabletops and found Foundry and we ran our first one shot on Foundry using D&D and that's how I got started in it. It was about March of 2020, so recently, very fairly recently, to new to the TTRPG world.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you got to start somewhere, uh, you know, still a little bit new myself, but, uh, that's awesome. So it sounds like, uh, you found, you haven't done anything else. Um, it's all been digital for you. Uh, you haven't, have you used roll 20 at all or has it all been foundry?
2: I tried roll 20 in the beginning. I I created a free account, tried to, you know, check that out. And then I also, uh, I checked a few other like free versions of virtual tabletops and, uh, when I was researching, I found a, a Reddit post that said, "Don't use Roll 20, use Foundry." And so I was like, "Well, what's this?" Um, actually, you know, it was on Patreon for five dollars a month at that point, and I thought that's not too bad. You know, if if I try it out, it's only five bucks. If I don't like it, so uh, I, I tried Roll 20 at first, um, but then uh, I, I was while I was researching, I was looking at reviews for Roll 20 and. Um, some of the things on there I wasn't you know I wasn't too happy with I think it was the audio quality the audio video quality yeah a lot of people were hating on it so um I, I kind of steered me away from there
0: awesome cool cool so uh well before we get into a little bit more conversation about foundry and whatnot you know the reason to here, um what uh, what are you playing in a campaign right now with star wars uh, do you do any dming or just a player right now
2: yeah, well, I currently am on a break because uh, you know, since I was fairly new, I actually was the first one to to DM, and okay. uh, came up with the story and everything. Everybody came up with characters, and we started going. Uh, that was, and then you know they changed the rules on us a little bit, and the SW five E they redid the more than DHB a little bit and stuff. Yeah, yeah, more <laughs> than a little bit. So it, it kind of threw everybody off in regards to their characters and. And everything. So I actually took a break from it, and I let my other friend DM for a little bit while I smooth out my storyline and, and help everybody get their characters ready. Um, while I while I do it, it's actually set in like 1,000 B.B.Y. Um, and, and it's on tech at the moment So um, I'm I'm getting ready to start it up again here in March. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at with mine, and then we're running his. Uh, he's on Geonosis, so, like, right there beside us, we kind of swap characters in between stories and stuff. Just a, you know, like, guest spot here.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. It's nice to have kind of a, you know, fellow DM that you can kind of go back and forth. Uh, Tegan and I, you know, we, we've both played in each other's games, so it's been a, a cool relationship. And, you know, you can definitely learn from each other in that situation. What uh, What's your character that you're playing, or do you have a favorite class or anything from the from the game?
2: Oh, well, uh, the character that I'm playing right now is a, uh, operative. Um, he is, uh, a Cathar operative and, uh, it was my first operative. So, um, I think he's doing pretty good. <laughs> nice. But, yeah. Uh,
0: they're, uh, they Leonin agility. I know that from exactly. my, my Tempest feud game. I, one of my players had that and they were a monk, so they already had crazy speed and they're just, just <laughs> the movement was insane.
2: Yeah. Yep. I think, uh, I think at the moment my operative can do, if I, if I dash the entire time for my action, bonus action, all that, then uh, I, I have 120 nice uh, movement speed with the Leonin. so <laughs> But I'd say probably my favorite class so far is actually the Scholar. Uh, I played a Doctor Pursuit Scholar in a one-shot, and uh, that was really cool because I did the experimental uh, roll table. Uh, to have crazy things happen throughout it led to a lot of hilarity but you know some good things too so uh, i'd say right now that's my favorite
0: awesome yeah that's a good class a very a very cool one i've had the uh the experimental thing in a one shot and uh we we hit some good things on that table as well so that's a that's a fun one for sure Mm -hmm. so alrighty, well let's uh let's switch gears into foundry itself so um Tegan and I have introduced this in our podcast before uh, you coming on here, Caleb, uh, to you know to let everyone know kind of what it is: virtual tabletop, uh, Roll Twenty Foundry, uh, I could blanking on the other one, main one, Fantasy Grounds is you know one of the other ones out there. Uh, basically, you know that digital platform for us to play D and D or you know Star Wars 5e, any other tabletop. Um, such a great tool, as you said earlier, uh, with with you know COVID and things going on almost everyone's game very likely switched to online and um you know it's it's great to have these platforms uh so foundry has come in and and um you know it's it's another one of these great platforms and uh, as i said i i've used roll 20 a lot myself i'm starting to switch or utilize foundry i personally have uh things i like and dislike about both because um, i think they offer different things but uh you know, there's a lot of potential with Foundry there. So, uh, tell us about you know, kind of getting this project going with uh, Star Wars 5e.
2: Well, uh, once I once I did that uh, one shot to get started, and was using the D and D system, um, I started to look into the code. And you know, right on Foundry's website, it says if you if you want to start a system, take a look at this you know information. So I started looking at it, and I realized that it'd be really, really easy. To just use Notepad++, find and replace, and change it to SW5E instead of D5E, which yeah. it was. You know, <laughs> it was literally just opening a Notepad++ and changing that all over. Um, and then you know the little things like Arcana and, and uh, religion turned to technology and and piloting. Once I started doing that, um, I started mentioning it more and more. In the not only the Foundry area, but also the SW5E Discord server. And uh, I can't remember who it was, but somebody mentioned just start your own server and, you know, invite people to it. And so that's what I did, you know, and then I, met, I put it in both places, both Foundry's Discord server and uh, SW5E's Discord server. And within, within a week, I had at least five people that were willing to help out on it. And it's just kind of continued and grown all the way up until now. All um, well, the people with a lot more experience and knowledge of programming, because I have actually none. So uh, you know, I can I can figure out maybe a bug or two, but uh, when it comes to actually coding something meaningful, uh, I leave that to the the other guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know enough to break something, right? I'm I'm in yeah, the same that's boat. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I I get in there and I have some minor uh, abilities to to manipulate like HTML and, and CSS and whatnot, but uh, I'll, I'll probably do more harm than good if I get too deep. But yep. that's awesome. So I I pulled up the Discord real quick and just kind of as a glance, uh, let's see, 9, 27, uh, 30. There, there's a good uh, 80, 90 people it looks like. And that's the people that are online now. And there's, oh, there's a hundred offline. So you know, almost probably 200 people, it seems, that are on there, which is very cool. Obviously, not every one of those are developers. Um, probably, you know, maybe a quarter of that, it looks like, could be the true developers or what that, if that. Um, yeah. I'm sure you could speak to that, you know, more. But, uh, you know, that's that's solid. I mean, that's a good number of people that are over there checking that out. Um, you know, I'm there just to kind of see as, you know, as the updates come out and, and everything else. So very cool there.
2: Yep. yeah. That's uh, <clears throat> so. With uh, the developers, yeah, there's a good handful of them that are regular. Um, there are some that can't, you know, commit all of their time to it or, or a decent amount of regular time to it. So they're they're still on there, but uh, you know, they're they're there for when they're available and everything. Um, but I think probably regular developers and people that are constantly working on it, you're looking at more like five, okay. five or six. Uh, the rest of them, you know, and then you got the artwork helpers, which they helped out a lot in the beginning. You know, we have a ton of artwork on there now, for the icons and the feats, uh, you know, the weapons and things like that. And,
0: yeah, a lot um, of those from the little bit I've used, uh, used it in Foundry. Nice little touches, you know, little things like that that uh, you know definitely go a long way. I think.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and that's that's the way I wanted it. You know, I wanted it to look nice and and everything. And these guys have really done a good job of of helping me realize it.
0: Excellent. So, uh, projects up and running and whatnot, uh, you know, starting to utilize that on the system, um, on Foundry. Uh, what else can you tell us about how, how you got it ramped up and kind of bring us to, to like where the project is today? Um, you know, how's that looked like?
2: Yeah. So, um, once i actually got a uh, serious developer that came onto the server uh he started as actually the professor he actually started uh, um being consistent on helping me out and then super came on and, uh, and a couple others and uh they we we started working on okay well you know this is what dnd can do but you know maybe we need to tweak it a little bit so it's sw5e um, so we, we kind of started separating everything. We still try to stick to the core D and D system, just so that if they do something cool, you know, we can still <laughs> we can still take that too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but we also, you know, we we kind of separated from them. Uh, it just kind of kept growing, kept growing. Uh, you know, obviously it's a it's a public GitHub um, uh, repository, so somebody would take a piece of it and just change it uh, a little bit so that we can we can have a little bit better of a system and that's that's kind of how we got to where we are today and now that we're here you know uh, i use the discord server to kind of help everybody stay on what tasks need done i also have a trello board that we're using so that uh, we can make sure we're we're all on the same page Uh, we've had one or two road ahead meetings as well and we got a ton accomplished by having those. Uh, so we're definitely going to continue to have those um, going into the future as well.
0: Awesome. That's great. So, uh, you know, talking about uh, what's ahead, uh, what is ahead? What's, what's uh, right around the corner for the project? Uh, I know, I think behind the scenes, you and I have talked a little bit about uh, imports from the character creator online. Uh, You know what's right around the corner, and then uh, after that, we can kind of talk about any any major things you know down the road. What uh, what else would be some major uh, major bullet points uh, along the line of production?
2: Yeah. Uh, So, like you said, the character importer that is definitely something that we are working on. Um, We should have a basic version of that out here very soon, um, probably within the next month. And by basic, what I mean is you know. He'll get the basic things, the the attributes and the skills and, and things like that. Um, we won't have probably items or feats quite yet, um, but that you know that we'll continue to work on that. Yeah, and that's, then that's, uh, I cut
0: in real quick, Caleb. I was say, I mean, I'm I'm setting up this one shot for us. Uh, you know, that'll be this Friday of this podcast, and I can see the benefits of using the character creator to bring that in, but. The stuff that Foundry offers and then, you know, the work that you guys have put in that to just the drag and drop from the compendium, I mean, is so wonderful anyway that, you know, it's just, it does what you need to do as it is now. And that's that's one thing that I love about Foundry is Roll20 has similar drag and drop compendium if, you know, 5e does obviously, but there's, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, workarounds to be able to get that for other systems so you know that one thing about foundry and what
2: you guys have done is has been awesome yeah uh, yeah it definitely makes things easy and you know making a character uh or you know putting a pc in as the dm it takes uh geez like five ten minutes now uh, now that everything is in the compendium so you said drag and drop it so that definitely makes it very quick, very easy. Uh, but once the character importer is there, it'll be that much more easy.
0: Definitely, yeah. So I, you know, like I think in in one specific thing with the character mm. importer is, you know, one of the, you know, I wouldn't I won't call it a downside of Foundry, but um, is that depending on how you host it. So I self-host it, and so that means mm. my players can't access unless I have it up and running. So. Uh, it's a little bit of a hurdle for my players to, you know, manage their characters or whatever. So, you know, once that character creator is up and running, if I'm doing, you know, one shot or whatever, they can build their character outside of the game, then quick import, uh, you know, when you have it up and running, as opposed to trying to coordinate when people are together and live. But, uh, yeah. you know, it, that's it's that's not the end of the world, and there's, there's definitely other hosting options out there. So that's just kind of specific to my situation, but... Um, you know, still just a, a great aspect for sure. So, um, all right. So beyond the character creator import, uh, what else? What else is uh, on the horizon? Well,
2: currently we are working on um, force and tech points um, in, you know, upcasting abilities and moving the spell slots. So that's one thing we haven't done. It's still, it's still from D&D core system that we have those spell slots that are there. So we are actually removing that section, replacing it with force and tech points, ability, uh, and making it you know intuitive. in the fact that it's going to it's going to check on um, you know uh, wisdom and, and charisma, and automatically calculate everything that you need in regards to the save and all that. Um, that's also being worked on very diligently right now. Uh, I'm hoping to have that up before the one shot but we'll see what happens uh you know code can be cantankerous sometimes (laughs) right yeah for sure
0: it'll be it'll be my first star wars 5e game in in foundry um i've been i've actually been using it for deadlands uh, because i haven't i'm not my other campaigns that i run with Star Wars 5e i'm keeping in roll 20 i'm not going to switch them mid campaign but Hmm. um but yeah, it'll be my first one in there, so it'll be good to go through that and really kind of see how it works out and whatnot um, and, you know, uh maybe hunt some bugs for you guys.
2: Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, definitely. Definitely let us know if you find anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, but it, I mean, you mentioned a little bit the automation that, that it does and, and, you know, other tabletops do this as well, but... You know, just some of the stuff that it can do. Um, you know, I, I mostly speak from experience from the other game that I run, as I said, but knowing things like, you know, you can target a token and it'll pull information from that token, like their armor class or whatever. Uh, armor, or not armor, but um, ammo tracking. You know, it'll it'll spend ammo and and all those those little things. And it just kind of, once it's all, you know, chugging along and working and tuned up, it's, it's just so nice to have that stuff there. I think
2: oh yeah yeah definitely and that's you know that's that's one of the things that's really nice about this like you said the ammo tracking um with uh power cells and things like that 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 really makes it easy and very nice very smooth
0: absolutely yeah
2: all right what else well uh we got class feats uh dnd system right now has this but uh like i said code can be cantankerous so We tried to do it and it was failing on us, but class feats being added automatically as you level up. So instead of you having to drag, you know, the class to the character sheet and then also go into the the class feats compendium and pull over the new class feats and the archetype feats. What will happen now is as soon as you drag it, it'll automatically add whatever feats need to be added to the uh, sheet just from you leveling up the uh, the class. So that's, that's also on the horizon. Very cool. Um, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It'll make things quick too. Um, we're also going to put in like a companions, uh, compendium, so that uh, you have access to that. Uh, Vows, maneuvers, discoveries, those are not in there uh, for the different uh, classes. So we're going to be adding those. Um, and then the two... I'd say the two biggest monsters that we're going to have to tackle is going to be the Starship of the Galaxy <laughs> edition once it's finished, and then um, modular items to be able to have a you know a blaster and and be able to add the the matrix and the core oh yeah and okay. those different items onto that specific item um, so that it automatically does what it needs to do
0: yeah right and, and there's there's ways to manually do that talking about the the weapons because you can add like a modifier and thing right To an extent. Yes, yes yeah you can
2: you can do it manually right now we're mm-hmm. just you know we're we're all about the automation oh yeah it's smooth and simple for everybody
0: yeah yeah you know basically you know from the compendium drag over your your uh oscillating accelerator whatever it's called and then just it, mm-hmm. it you know it knows and, and makes those adjustments so yeah that's that's for sure uh Uh, will be a nice addition and then going back to the starships uh, you know I think uh, next month uh, we might be seeing something with that so uh, hopefully that will you know give you guys something to look at and start because I know yeah the starships having that separate sheet and all that uh, is is definitely pretty vital to the game so that'll be a, a project on its own I'm sure
2: yep yeah it's the it's the one thing that separates it you know from from d and d i know d and d has uh vehicles i mean it's not the one thing but um it d and d has vehicles but the starships is just a major overhaul that we're gonna have to do and uh it's i think it's it's essential to the experience as well you know i mean you think of star wars you do think of dogfights in space yeah <laughs> so absolutely. it's it's something that we have to we have to get in there
0: absolutely for sure well, uh, anything else that uh, you want to mention about uh, what's coming up for the project, or in general?
2: Uh, that's everything I have that we have on our on our uh, agenda right now. So no, I I don't think so. There's pl- yeah, uh, there's plenty there, you know. right? Yeah, there's there's a lot there.
0: <laughs> awesome. So I uh, I don't know if if not, there, like you guys are probably pinned. Uh, a link pinned to the Discord on the Star Wars 5 Discord, I'd imagine. Um, yes. So, you know, we can definitely find it's that under, there.
2: Yeah, it's under the other uh, VTT okay. uh, channel.
0: Awesome. Yep. So that get into there. And then, uh, you know, once everyone, once you guys get into the discord, uh, because this is anyone that's a little bit familiar with Foundry, uh, you're not going to install this. You can't just search because you guys haven't. Uh, What's the process? Do you know the process there to get you guys into the whatever it is, Foundry library or
2: whatever? Yeah. So we actually submitted that way back in the beginning, but uh, we, we didn't realize we had like Actual, the name Star Wars in the system, um, there, <laughs> in both the uh, ASCII artwork. Okay. And um, also, we had it somewhere else. And so they denied us, yeah. well, as they should have, so yep. that they don't get a cease and desist. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so we fixed it since then. We have not submitted it. Um, one thing we're, we're trying to go through and make sure of. Is that uh, there? There's no way that they can have a negative experience um, from having it on there. So at the moment, the only thing, the only way we can do it is by going to the Discord server um, and taking a look at the manifest under the uh, Frequently Asked Questions section. I'm just copying that link, putting it in the install box um, on Foundry for systems, and it downloads it.
0: Yep, I mean that's that's an easy process. I've done it a few times, you know, with updates and whatnot. So once you get to it, it's definitely easy to handle. There, uh, you guys, you guys, I'm sure would welcome other developers and whatnot.
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, the more the merrier. That way, we can we can tackle uh, a lot more, a lot
0: faster. A lot yeah. So yeah, anyone out there can. that uh, might have an interest in this, uh, you know, make sure you check out the Discord. For this project, the Star Wars Five E Foundry project, and let the guys know there that you know you want to get your hands wet on the project, because um, yeah, there's uh, lots of work to be had.
2: For sure. So
0: awesome. Well, Caleb, uh, this was great to uh, connect with you and learn a bit, a little bit more about the project and whatnot. So uh, perhaps down the road, you know, maybe after we get some uh, more big updates, we'll uh, we'll touch base again to kind of see where things are at.
2: All right. Uh, Thank you very much, Todd. And uh, that sounds great.
0: All right. Well, thank you. And we'll uh, talk to you again soon. Talk to you soon. All right. So, so great to talk with Caleb there and learn a lot more about the Foundry project uh, for Star Wars 5e. And uh, there's definitely lots of good things on the horizon for that. So if you haven't yet, make sure to check out Foundry. Uh, One thing I didn't mention earlier is that it's 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 a you have to purchase that program it's a one-time license uh, which is a benefit i think to some of the other programs or virtual tabletops out there that uh, you know some of them do have free versions but otherwise they're subscription based so this is nice one-time foundry and you own it and all that so check that out um yeah and we can wrap up here today so of course make sure to check us out this friday for the uh, special council one-shot on Foundry. That'll be on Twitch at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Tegan, tonight, actually, after this episode, we have some uh, D&D. The Hunted campaign is back.
1: Definitely, yeah. So uh, uh, tonight at 6.30, we'll be back with the Hunted crew. Uh, we'll see uh, if they've got any more weaponized younglings they're going to be bringing out, but they'll uh, be trying to bust their friend or two out of jail. So it uh, be interesting to see how that goes for them tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, uh, you know, going two weeks in between sessions, I, I forget where we're at. But uh, yeah, that's that'll be a good one. So looking forward to that tonight. Um, and uh, yeah, next week, uh, we are going to do a spotlight on the Berserker class. So one we haven't covered yet. So we'll talk about all of that uh, usual frontline tank for the Star Wars 5e system and see what they have to offer. So that'll be next week. And uh, with that, uh, thank you again to all of our listeners, followers, and subscribers. Appreciate you very much. Make sure to check us out, dungeonjedimasters.com. And may the Force be with you.
1: May the Force be with you.